you know, it's amazing to think of the measureless love of the Lord Jesus. That hymn we sang, the word said, loved with love that knows no measure. And sometimes we speak of it as an unfathomable love, bringing in the imagery of a, a vast ocean and the depth of his love we can't fathom. We can't reach to the bottom of it. I like to picture the depths of the ocean. You know, there's parts of it that man has never visited. It's too deep. Um, and so in the same way, there's aspects of God's love that no human being has ever fully comprehended. It's it, just like we sometimes sing it, it surpasses knowledge that dear love of thine. Um, and as I was thinking of the, the depths of the waters, I was reminded of the flood. Um, the flood in Genesis 7, um, where we see that water arose and covered the earth and there was a great judgment on the seriousness of sin. But in, an, in another one of our hymns, hymn 370, we sang the words about the Lord Jesus. Then that closing scene of anguish, all God's waves and billows rolled over him there left to languish on the cross to save my soul. Sing, my soul, he loved thee. Jesus gave himself for me. What a powerful picture that the Lord Jesus was willing to endure all those waves and billows for us. And I'd like to just give a few thoughts on the Lord Jesus as our ark bearing us to safety. So I'm just going to read a few verses from Genesis and then from Hebrews. And finally from the Song of Solomon. So just a few brief thoughts here as we see this powerful and somewhat troubling story of the worldwide flood. What a strong judgment on the seriousness of sin. Truly God wants us to know that sin cannot go unpunished. That these things that we sometimes think of as light and trivial and uh, just little white lies here and there or small mistakes, it's all serious in the eyes of a holy and righteous God. We have another hymn that says, for our guilt and folly, he was stricken. Our foolishness, even the foolish things we do, that is enough to warrant punishment and to warrant judgment. But there was a family that went inside the ark, and by doing that, by taking that step, 
of obedience. They were born to safety through that terrifying ordeal. And so just a few verses in Genesis chapter 7. Genesis 7 verse 6. Or sorry, verse 7. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him went into the ark to escape the waters of the flood. A little bit further down in verse 15. They went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all flesh in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded them. And the Lord shut him in. The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth. And then the key sentence, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. I mean, if the waters here, if we think of it as a type, once again, think of it typologically instead of simply thinking about it historically, both are true. But if we think of the waters as a symbol or as a as speaking of the all the waves and billows of God's judgment, we see here that the ark was floating on the waters. It was lifted up by the waters of judgment. How similar that the Lord Jesus would be able to tell Nicodemus, so the Son of Man will be lifted up, and everyone who runs to him for refuge will be saved. And of course, he was meaning for Nicodemus, he was referring to the serpent on the staff. But in the same way that this ark was lifted up and found a resting place, we too have that hope. A hope that there's no wave or billow that can wreck us, that can destroy us, because Jesus has borne it all. All the consequences of my sin and your sin, the Lord Jesus bore every beating wave of those consequences. Nothing now can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. What an amazing promise we have that we will one day be in his presence. You know, I was thinking a little bit later in chapter 8, just this beautiful line, verse 18, so Noah went out. So Noah went out. In other words, he was carried safely to his destination. And that's true of all of us as well. Everyone on this uh, meeting, in this meeting, who has cast themselves on Christ for salvation can say one day, we too will enter our destination. We'll find our destined home. I wanted to look at some verses in Hebrews that call to mind this same promise. This is in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6. There's a section at the end 
that speaks of the certainty of God's promise. Where the Lord himself swore, surely I will bless you and multiply you, speaking to Abraham. And so in verse 17, we'll pick it up. This is Hebrews 6, 17. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It's a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Those are powerful verses, powerful verses that speak of the certainty of our refuge the certainty of our ark. If you think about Noah, where he covered the outside and inside of the ark with pitch, no water was going to get through. There was nothing that was going to thwart the purposes of God in protecting this family that had found his favor. And we who have fled to Christ for refuge, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. What an amazing promise. What an amazing Savior that we worship this morning. One final verse from the end of Song of Solomon. This is Song of Solomon, chapter 8. Every time I read the Song of Solomon now, I'm reminded of Brother Henry. Um he came to love this book toward the end of his life. Of course, end of his life here on earth. He lives forever, of course. Um, but uh, he would often turn to this book of Song of Solomon as, he was th- as his heart turned to the Lord Jesus. Um, but I was thinking of verse... Let's see if I can find it here. many waters. Oh, this is in verse uh, 7. Chapter 8, verse 7. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. That's the kind of Lord we serve. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. His love is unfathomable, unmeasured, unequaled, and unchanging. And so we worship a God who loves us this morning. We sing the praise of the Son of God who loves us and gave himself for us. So let's take heart. Let's have hope as we face many uncertain things in our life, many troubling things, things that can cause us to have doubts or fears or worries or anxieties. But if we can picture all of those things like a raging sea, we can remember we're safe inside the ark. Nothing can touch us. 
Nothing can separate us from God's love. And let us reach out with that message of the gospel that others may come in and find the same promise of hope while there is still time. May we glorify the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Let's all, let us sing together 177. As we heard this message, um, 